Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Up and to the Right. I'm Crystal Manu, and before we get into today's discussion, I just wanna take a moment to say thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners and viewers. You have made this podcast a success. Please continue to like, love, and share. We want to get the word out about our podcast and continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, on today's episode, you are in for a treat. Pastor Rodney is sitting down with our very own student pastor, Christian Velez, as they discuss Generation Z. Now, if you've ever met Pastor Christian, you can attest to one thing. He is very passionate about the next generation. So in today's episode, they will discuss some of the challenges that Generation Z faces and ways in which we can rally around them and help support them and help them learn and grow. So once again, thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Crystal, so very much. And I am thrilled about today. We have a very special guest and somebody who's dear to my heart, our very own student pastor here at North Church, Christian Velez. Would you give it up to Christian? Super excited and honored to be here today. Well, I am thrilled and I just, first off, Christian, you and Samson did an amazing job this weekend preaching God's word. And I want to thank you for taking uh, that value that's so dear to us as we invest the best in the next generation Mm -hmm. and then doing it with excellence, which was part of our second value. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about you. Okay, first off is this. You got to deal with your, what you call your hot Mexican wife, (laughs) all right? Tell us a little bit about her. So she's incredible. Natalie and I have been married for two and a half years. Um, She actually does my hair. She's my hairstylist. That's why I always, my hair looks so great. (laughs) So she's incredible. She's Mexican. Um, I'm Puerto Rican and God brought us together you know, two and a half years ago, and it's been an incredible journey. I love her very, very much. Well, great. Well, we love her too. <laughs> uh, part of that package deal was like, we're gonna get Natalie with you so, yes. uh, as our student pastor. And so, you know, one of the things that you joke about and you did this weekend uh, is about not being able to pronounce certain words. Mm-hmm. And you asked the audience to help out. So tell us a little bit about that. How did that come about? So I, it's just because I cannot pronounce some words. And it, it, the, the thing is, it makes me very nervous to read out loud in English. So whenever I know that I'm going to struggle with a word, I just ask the people to help me out and just to engage them with the message too, because I don't like speaking at people. I like speaking to people. So that's the one way that we can both engage as I share the word of God. But the, the, the real answer is like, I, I cannot pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, you do an incredible job communicating to our students every single week. And thank I want to thank you for that because I, I try to catch every single message. And I may miss one every once in a while, but the practicality, mm-hmm. uh, just the power of the word, the simplicity of the gospel mm-hmm. is just resonates with our students. And thank you. And, and really that, I, you know, you're saying that uh, English is your second language, but really English is my second language too. <laughs> so I can't pronounce a lot of words either because coming from Spiro, Oklahoma, in the rural country I grew up in, it pretty much English was not spoken the same way that you speak English mm-hmm. in other parts of America. So uh, I kind of feel that way too, and I need help <laughs> pronouncing words often. You know, I try, I try to make that funny too, because uh, it makes me, it, it is a struggle. And I, 
I probably will not will never be able to pronounce those words, but I'm like, how do I make this that I don't feel as nervous and I just engage everyone? So that's, that's, that's why I do it. Yeah. So we, we have just a, a, a special um, section right now that we want to take a moment to mm-hmm. um, take us into in regards to Gen Z. So mm-hmm. let's do that right now. So I am so excited about this topic. You talked a little bit about mm-hmm. it in your message, and that is Gen Z. So first off, just tell us who is Gen Z? So Generation Z is the generation that was born between 1995 and the year 2015. So they're between the ages of six and 25, 26 years old uh, right now. So they go as early as first grade and also the generations that is entering uh, the workforce. So Gen Z, it's, it's, it's the, the, what people call the new generation. But a couple of things about Gen Z. Gen Z don't remember where they were, most of them, when 9-11 happened. Uh, most of them were not even born during that uh, crisis that, that, that we face. Also, Gen Z is part of the information age. They don't know what is the world like without a phone, and they don't know what the world is like without the internet. So the, the thing that marks Generation Z makes it so special is that if I wanted to know something, I have to go to my mom or my dad for information or my teacher. Now the generation that we're reaching is a generation that they don't need anybody for information. They just Google whatever they need to know. So because of that, it makes a little bit harder that communication at home, at schools, because anything they want to know, I can just find out myself. But the problem is, like, how do we make sure that the information that they are obtaining is the right information? Also, they are known as a restless generation, uh, as a very anxious generation, all of it because of uh, the time with screen time, social media, they, even though they are very social on social media, it's a generation that has social anxiety. Mm-hmm. When they're actually around people, they don't know how to act, they don't know how to talk. And that is, this is some of the stuff that we're seeing even more and more right now because of, of COVID and the pandemic. When they are actually around people, they don't know how to even start conversations. But if you put them behind a screen, they can do that all day long. So it, it's just different. Now, I used to go out and hang out with friends, but now this generation goes into video games and they are connected with people that might not even live in the same state. They are still a very connected generation. It just looks very different um, than my generation, millennials, even Gen X and baby boomers and all of them. So what are some other, you, gave, you actually gave some interesting facts there. But are there any other interesting facts that we need to know about Gen, Gen Z? Well, Gen Z, uh, it just they are very entrepreneurial. They are a generation that I'm a millennial. I want to be part of something that is making a difference. Gen Z doesn't want to be part of something that is making a difference. Gen Z wants to start things that are making a difference, mm. which it makes this generation very different than the past generations. Uh, I love being part of something incredible that it's happening. They want to start that. They want to create those things. So that, to me, that's in, very interesting about this generation. So you would say that's one of the things that makes them different from mm-hmm. any other generation? Yes. Yes. Wow. 
Yes. That's really interesting to me. And it really kind of answers a lot of questions that I have, even about my own kids. <laughs> uh, because pretty much, you know, two of my kids are Gen Z, mm-hmm. uh, Annabeth and Phaedra, and Gavin is just right there on the edge. Mm-hmm. And so that's really interesting. So how can we connect and lead Gen Z? So we have to find different ways to connect with them. The, the, one of the most important things is that what maybe worked for millennials, and this is talking about maybe a parent has a millennial kid in a generation Z. We have to try new things. We cannot be afraid of changing how we do things in student ministry, at home, communicating. You know, and a great example of this is uh, Blockbuster. Do you remember Blockbuster? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> so I remember going every Friday night with my, with my family to our local Blockbuster and getting movies, going home. Well, Netflix, when they first came on scene, they went to Blockbuster and they told them, we want to create uh, DVDs and actually send them to people and change the way that we do uh, movies at home. And Blockbuster said, no. And where's Blockbuster right now? Absolutely. We cannot be that generation that we are a Blockbuster generation. We have to be a Netflix generation because Netflix, they first were sending movies now you can just see it at your home. But Netflix adjusted too. So they started yes. off with DVDs, but yes. now they have completely, and they continue to evolve. Yes, so in order to connect with them, we have to, we have to find different ways. Uh, in order to lead them and connect with them, like I said, we, we have to find different ways. And the, when it comes to the Word of God, well, now we have Bible apps. We have uh, devotionals that we can do. So I try to use all of those things to get students to engage in the Word of God. Not just, hey, you need to sit down in the paper Bible and like your coffee table in the morning. I challenge your students, uh, watch, uh, listen to the, to the Bible. Yeah. I tell them, uh, be involved in a, in, a, in a group that study maybe a devotional of the Bible. Finding different ways to get students to engage uh, with yeah. the Word of God. So the, the, if I hear this correctly, the message is still the same. Mm-hmm. The methods are yes. going to change. Yes. And same with the business world. If you're going to stay on top of things, you, you got your, your vision, your principles of that company may stay, but you've got to change your methodology. Mm-hmm. Yes. And same way with the, with the gospel. Yes. And you, you talked about listening. You're, so a lot more people are listening to the gospel mm-hmm. than ever before. But here's what's interesting. We've, we kind of looked into the hard copy of the written word for the last probably 200 years. But really for most um, of the centuries, days gone by, it was the oral. Mm-hmm. It was somebody telling the yes. stories of the gospel. And so in ways, we're kind of going back to that. Yes, you know, you're right. You're right. You know, I think in order to connect with them, you know, as a, as a, I'm not a parent, but as a parent and uh, in student ministry, whatever we do, we have to, we, I believe that we have to go be coaches. Yeah. We need to be a coach in their life. And what I mean by this is Gen Z has always had a coach, voice coach, football coach, soccer coach. We have to, when we are influencing them and leading them, we have to come alongside them because information, they don't go to parents for information anymore. They don't go to even teachers for information. They can find their own information themselves. So we have to come alongside them and coach them in life. So I believe that's one of the best ways that we can lead and challenge and influence just by being coaches in their life. That they understand, I can go to Christian because he's going to challenge me, he's going to inspire me, and he will be on my corner. So, 
That is so good. That is an, a valuable tip. I know even for me, mm -hmm. but then also for you know everyone listening, whether they're a parent or not a parent, uh, how to deal because even if they're not a parent, they're going to be they're going to be working alongside yes. some of these Gen Zs, mm -hmm. or they're going to be the boss of a Gen they're Z. They're the or, largest generation. Absolutely, or they may actually be working for a Gen Z. They yes. will be in the future. Yes. So let me ask you, you: you gave several stats that were kind of alarming, concerning. Mm -hmm. Um, about you know the depression, the uh, anxiety that mm -hmm. they deal with, pornography, but the very last one really uh, that you gave is the one that um, is the greatest concern for me, and you said mm -hmm. it was for you yes. also, that keeps you up at night, and that is only 4% of this generation mm -hmm. have a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. So first off, explain to us what it means to have a biblical worldview and then dive into kind of what, what that looks like for us being able to mm -hmm. see that change. So a biblical worldview is looking at the word of God as our authority. Like I see the world through the lenses of the Bible of scripture. And this is what we're committed here at North Church with North students, only 4%. When you think about that, that is nothing. And now in that 4%, people do believe in God, people do go to church, but it's not. They don't look at the word of God as the ultimate authority. And it, it alarms me, you know, because of this is the generation that will be raising my kids in the future. And I want to make sure that they have understanding of the word of God. So what we try to do at North Students and find different ways of doing this is to build an appetite for the word of God. Mm, that's so good. Week after week, my whole goal is to build that appetite for our students to say like, I need to know more about the word of God. Yes. That's what I try to be as practical as possible. Yes. And I try to talk about specific topics that they are talking in the lunch table at school because the reality is at school, they're talking about all of these things. So I need to make sure that I put the word of God in front of them when it comes to those specific topics. So our goal really is to create that appetite. So when they are faced with something, they go, what the word of God says about this particular issue and let the word of God be what determines how they act. That is so good. Now, do you happen to have any resources that mm -hmm. you could say, hey, here, here's good books or yeah. here's something that, you know, that if somebody's watching this, they can mm -hmm. go to and to learn more about Gen Z? Yes. So th the first thing that I want to say about that is we have to, you know the principle, leadership principle, you have to know yourself to lead yourself. Yes. We have to know the generation to lead the generation. Even at home, you have to know and understand your kids. So I got two books that this have been, so. this is just some of the books that I've read on Generation Z. So Generation Z Unfiltered mm -hmm. by Tim Elmore at Meet Generation Z. And he gives uh, studies on who they are as a generation and for us to, understand the generation something very important that we have to understand about gen z we have raised gen z and it's easy to say well they are this way they only are on their phones or their computers but who put the phone and the computers in their hands absolutely so it's a, we we have to take ownership of that and come alongside them and find ways to challenge them and inspire them and this is what we try to do uh here at north students thank you so very much for saying that because one of my pet peeves is when we just begin to blame a generation mm -hmm. uh, that's behind us yes. uh, or ahead of us, but specifically we tend to the younger generation. We just blame them. We, mm -hmm. And really, we have to take responsibility for yes. that. 
And because nothing's going to change until we own something. Mm -hmm. And then just turn around and say, what can we do to learn and to invest in and begin to coach? Mm -hmm. Those are great tips that you have given, given us today. Thank you. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being the awesome student pastor that you are and leading so well. And you and your Mexican wife, Natalie, is just amazing. Thank you. And, you know, your hair is incredible. And <laughs> I wish I could pull that off. I asked Natalie if she could make my hair look like yours, and she said no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. She said, God, God, there's only things that God can do. <laughs> so, hey, thank you. Show us the books again real quick. Um, Look at there and see. Mid Generation Z and Generation Z Unfiltered. Good, good. So go the, get those books and uh, really begin to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, invest in yourself. Yes. You got to learn to lead yourself before you can lead somebody yes. else. And again, thank you so very much. And I look forward to hearing more incredible things about what God is doing through North students and your leadership. Thank you. Hey, again, thank you very much for joining us today. We're up and to the right. I hope that you are encouraged each week. I hope that you just take time to you know, share this with others and tell people about what God is doing. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week on Up and to the Right.